Welcome to Innovo Radio, your place to gather insight and wisdom for creating healthy organizations. Discover how to uncover defects in your organization and find ways to be a powerful force of change for your organization. Here's your host, David Phillips. Hey, this is David, and I'm back with another episode of Innova Radio. Um, today, I will to talk of a few minutes about creating a, a leadership selection strategy that's that may be different than the way you've done it before. Um, I want you to think about uh, the idea of selecting leaders based on potential as opposed to how we sometimes do leadership uh, selection within organizations. And and this comes from a, an article from um, Gallup Research. Uh, and I, I ran across this the other day and really liked uh, a lot of what it said. And so I want to, that's kind of what I'm going to kind of walk through the article a little bit and uh, talk about some, add some of my own thoughts. Um you know, they kind of lead with this incredible stat uh, that I think is just just overwhelming in its statement about how we have done leadership selection within organizations in the past. And it says Gallup research shows that at the managerial level, organizations fail to pick high talent candidates 82 percent of the time. So eight out of every 10 um candidates are not high talent candidates so when they're they're when when organizations are put putting people in um organiz, in organizational leadership positions or manager roles only only two of those 10 are high talent, high potential uh, leaders. And that says a lot about how we do leadership development. Uh, We have, uh, they say that for for far too long, leadership development succession has fallen under the responsibility of just a select few, and they based their selection on on a slim or a small set of criteria and it has created this problem of of not hiring or putting high talent high potential talent in positions of leadership and so uh here's some of the things some of the other things that they say for future leaders in many cases are already working in your organization and that's true a lot of high uh, talent, high p- potential leaders are in organizations. We just either don't recognize them or we don't uh, see the potential in them. We don't develop them. Um, we we just put people in, in places of leadership that oftentimes, and, and as Gallup shows, 82% of the time don't have um, that potential to be a, an effective leader uh, moving the the needle forward within departments, within organizations, with in uh, or or for the organization 
as a whole. Uh, you've got to find them, uh, they say, and you've got to define an effective strategy. And that's that's so true. You've got to you've got to create um, you've got to create opportunities for those people uh, to use and and utilize the talents and and skills and uh, to uncover the potential in many cases um, so that so that they can grow and you can see that potential and then put them in places where they can utilize that potential and make it uh, and help it develop and grow and lead in your organization. So you have to you have to develop an effective strategy that creates this pipeline of uh, and, and identifies people early and then develops that readiness. But too often there's this mindset of this is how I got here. So this is how this is how we're going to hire leaders. Um, and, and what that does is it limits the pool uh, of potential leaders that you have in organizations. For instance, you know, some things that, that they know and, and, and you've seen, uh, you've been in organizations, you've, uh, seen that, uh, you've probably hired, uh, people in organizations and your mindset is, or wraps around some of these things. Uh, like I had to grind for 15 years in the field before I got to be a leader. So to be a good leader, you've got to put in at least 10 years, right? Um, that's really not the case. Uh, there are, there are people who have extensive leadership capacity within your organization and far too often we don't put them places, put them in places or help them develop that leadership potential so that it can be used. Uh, another one. I came into this role with lots of sales experience, although this role isn't specifically sales focused. I can't see how someone could be successful without strong sales, a strong sales background. So uh, again, this is this is what I was, and this is how how this position should really be. Um, the the last one that they note is you really need a certain degree to understand leadership culture. Someone without that type of experience would be starting from behind. And and a lot of people a lot of people use that that argument like you need to have an MBA, you need to have a PhD. Um skill set is is important, but potential is even more important. And we'll talk about that uh in a minute, but but every time you name one of those requirements, you're you're reducing the pool from which you can draw leaders from, and your organization is is creating this system unintentionally, probably um, not maybe not knowingly, but they they favor a um, a more of the same mindset. Um, so you're not you're not creating diversity. You're not um, bringing new ideas into the fold. It's kind of this more of the main side mindset. You're a Harvard man. And so uh, I'm a Harvard man. And so I got to hire someone from Harvard. Uh, I'm, uh, I spent 20 years busting my tail doing this. So you've got to have a lot of experience doing this kind of uh, a thing. Um, I think that's, that's a false number. There are lots of possibilities, lots of potential uh, of people within your organization who may have only worked there two or three years, 
who may not have uh, an advanced degree, who um, have been through so much in life that they're um, they have experienced so much that they are good under pressure, that they know how to, to treat people, that they love people, that they have the soft skills required to do what's necessary. They're, they're have conviction. They have integrity. Um, they're adaptable. They can learn new skills. And so those are the kinds of people you want. Not people that have 10 years in or 20 years in or an MBA from XYZ. Because intelligence does not equal leadership. Experience does not equal leadership. And that is a huge misnomer. That just because you've done something longer than someone else doesn't make you a better leader. Doesn't make you the best qualified candidate. Leadership is about communication. It's about vision. It's about challenging processes. It's about um, uh, encouraging, uh, encouraging others. It's about credibility. It's about knowledge, but it's just more than that. And so, uh, so what's the research show us? And and this is what what Gallup really excels in their their work in in the research and and um, so. Uh, Gallup senior scientist Frank Schmidt and his colleagues spent the last hundred years looking at research uh, and summarized the, the validity of various selection methods. So um, here are um, four predictors of performance that should be considered when you're looking at leadership and that leadership selection process. Number one, prior experiences and achievements. Um, they need to you need to review their experiences, their life, what they've achieved in the past, uh, and and use those and and see how they've been integrated into their their own capacity into that person's own capacity. So integrate, see how that's been integrated into leadership and, 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 and build that into high potential leadership development programs. The, the second thing that they talk about is innate tendencies. So that's personality and cognitive abilities. And so they suggest using scientific assessments um, to evaluate patterns of thought, feelings, or behaviors that can be applied in leadership to, uh, to, to use structured behavioral interviews so that the, the impact of an interviewer's bias is reduced. Now, let me, let me talk about that. I've uh, done a lot of, of assessments uh, in the nonprofit world, and um, we had a very structured, uh, I'm very thankful for that. We had a very structured leadership process. We had a, a set of characteristics we were looking for, and th the questions always uh, went like this. Give me a time when you did 
dot, dot, dot. But because that's behavioral, we can think all we want. We can have ideas all we want. This is what I would do. But the question becomes, uh, is, is what we are currently doing lining up with what we say we think? Because past behavior is indicative of future behavior. You can always see that. You can go back and ask and, and name me a time when you communicated effectively and pulled somebody off the ledge, uh, pulled one of your customers off the ledge. If you can do that, if you can, if you can share that story and give multiple examples of that, then that is, that's indicative of the kind of behavior, uh, potentially the kind of behavior that you want to put in a place of leadership. Not how would you walk somebody off the ledge? How have you done it? Because again, past behavior is indicative of future behavior. You want to hire and put into place, uh, in leadership positions, people who have consistently exhibited the behavior you want, not the thoughts that they have. <clears throat> the third thing is to, to have multiple interviews when it's appropriate and available. And, and what that does is it reduces when you, when you, um, when you have multiple interviews, you, you, re again, you reduce that idea of interviewer bias. And that's huge because if you just let one person do the interview and they have a certain expectation or a certain thought process, it may not be what's good for the organization as a whole. You want to create, bring that diversity into the, the interview process. And, and it, if you have multiple people from diverse backgrounds, then that reduces that interview bias. And so it's just not one filter that's being looked at. It's multiple, and that allows you to hire uh, a diverse set of people. And then the last thing that they suggest is, uh, if possible, have on-the-job observations. Um, so many people, so many, if the talent truly exists within your organization, you have that opportunity to see what they're doing and to observe it, not from afar, but even from near. Collect emails. Um, collect stories. Talk to various people who have interacted with them in your own organization. And ask those questions. Are, are they qualified? What have they done to make your job easier? What have they done to make you better? What have they done to um, make this process easy for your customers? And if you do that, then, then again, that goes back to behavior. That goes back to existing behavior. You're seeing what they're already doing, and you're seeing the impact that it has upon your organization as a whole, and that gives you the opportunity to then pick them uh, and, and put them in this pipeline for leadership. Too often we ignore that. And so um, 
if you if you create this this pipeline and you begin to identify people early and begin to develop them, then you have potentially high impact, high potential impact leaders ready so that when when an opening comes, it becomes easy to make that transition for them and you don't have to necessarily hire from outside. You can hire from within because those people have been developed. And I think that's the huge, the, the biggest issue in, in so many organizations is we're not, we don't have a chief people officer or chief leadership officer, someone who uh, is, has been tasked with the responsibility of putting in place leadership development, leadership identification and development of those leaders uh, to prepare them for positions, not based on an MBA or not based on 20 years experience, but based on the kinds of behavior that are already being exhibited, the kinds of actions that are already being, the mindset, the language, the communication, all those soft skills. Um, and that's a failure in an organization. What that does, you spend. What that does is it means you're you're spending more money and more time hiring from outside than inside, and you have no real basis from which to hire. No obs observational understanding. No um, understanding of personality. No real understanding of mindset. No real understanding of of behavior. And then you've got to hire people. Uh, you've got. In, in many cases, you're using recruiters, you're using um, uh, firms, those kinds of things. You're having to move people potentially. It's a it's a huge disservice uh, to your own organization by not putting in place leadership development processes uh, that that can propel your organization forward. And so. Uh, I want to encourage you to, to to look at this article. I'll link it in the show notes, um, and and consider these four aspects that they that they mention: the um, prior experiences and achievements, look at innate tendencies, do multiple interviews, and then do on the job observation, and put those things in place and develop that pipeline. It saves your your team money. It will retain organizational knowledge, um, and it will build up your organization faster. So that's it for today. Uh, thanks for joining, and uh, we look forward. Uh, I look forward to to spend some time with you uh, next week. Thanks for listening in today and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Powerful Insight. For more up-to-date information and tips to help you on your quest for change, head over to the website at www.wdavidphillips.com and sign up for our newsletter.